so smooth. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Zabi, a.k.a. Real Jet Lifer, and I got my man with me. And I am Ish, a.k.a. Izzy DMV. Well, actually, I don't have Izzy with me right now. Let me correct oh, yeah. myself. Yeah, we're on Zoom. Um, Izzy had to stay home. So yeah. I guess we could leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been I've been pretty sick. Most likely, I might have come down with the COVID. With the I Rona. The, the, the bad man that's getting everybody. <laughs> Damn, are we, are we going to name coronavirus a bad man? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been 82 and 0, bro. <laughs> Damn. Yo, um, so we got a lot to talk about because we didn't get a chance to record when we wanted to. Yeah. Um, but today is uh, October 22nd, Thursday. Um, we're recording roughly around 7 o'clock, so the Thursday night game may start, and I'll just kind of start watching that a little bit while we do this. Yeah. Um, but other than the whole Rona situation, everything else good, man? Yeah, going man, through everything's okay? good. Everything's good. I've uh, finished I finished The Sopranos. Yeah, but uh, I think we talked about that, right? Yeah, and then I went ahead and uh, started Boardwalk Empire, so I'm kind of on Another that way classic. Now. Yeah. Yeah, you're and in the uh, HBO wormhole. Yeah, yeah, man. They they throw bread at those shows, bro. They really invest in those shows. A-list acting, writers, everything. Yeah, they but, got uh, some good stuff. How you been, bro? Good, bro. Uh, I was a little busy. I just got in from New York last night. Um, mm. Probably like around 10. Jet out there the day before. Took care of some stuff out there. Boom, now mm. we back in action over here. Some guy was cutting my tree this morning. Pissed me off. Yeah. Woke me up. <laughs> um... That's about it, bro. You listen to anything new? Uh, oh, the new, the new, um, Benny, Benny yeah. the Butcher album. Yeah, yep. I think everybody's listening to that. Yeah, that was that's really nice. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, I was listening to that the whole way. They'll drive up and drive down, and a little bit of podcast stuff too. But yeah, I, I, I didn't like some of the beats on there. I think I texted you about that. Yeah, yeah. There's, pro- I would say, like half of them, I, I really vibe too hard. Just like the whole song, the beat, the feature everything you know what i mean and then yeah the other half wasn't bad you know what i mean like i'm yeah. not gonna say like oh i can't listen to it i could i could listen to that whole album beginning to end no problem yeah i, I didn't really I, feel like it had any skips i just only like the 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 songs that just had the sample really it was just like kind of the sample like the old school vibes those were yeah. like that's benny's lane you yeah. know what i mean he had some good features but, freddie gibbs dom kennedy of course rick ross yeah yeah you can't deny that one so yeah but i mean i think i think it's a stand i think griselda in general they've had an amazing year with all the albums they've been dropping yeah i like the what so far my favorite is the the one uh pray for paris with west side gun that's probably my favorite album this year you were talking about that i remember you told me about that yeah that joint is tough i used to hate his voice but now i love it Nah, i feel like it's very like raekwon to me i think i told you that right really yeah I feel like it's, I feel like it's this, like that loud New Yorker. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. That, that's kind of what I get from Raekwon too. Oh, for real? Okay, yeah. Um, but we're gonna go over a couple of things today: some NBA topics, some NFL topics, of course. We'll get into some of uh, the World Series, and you got some card stuff ready for us tonight too. Yeah. All right, nice. So, um, I guess without further ado, we can get right into it. Yes. So first on the list, we got um, Stan Van Gundy coaching for the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Doc Rivers to the 69ers. What do you think about that, Izzy? 
I think, well, with Stan Van Gundy, I th- I like the hire. You know, he's um he had he really, he really didn't have a chance with a good squad after he got fired from Orlando. Yeah, that's I mean Detroit was decent. I'm not gonna say they were a great team, but they were decent. Yeah, I mean he didn't really have much to build off in in Detroit. I don't even know who who was even a star on that team. What like like he was coaching what Brandon Knight and Andre Drummond and that that uh that team. Um, but Avery Bradley. I, I, yeah, I I like yeah, Andre I like Drummond. That. I feel like he's kind of you know a little bit of an underperformer. But Tobias Harris, Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I I personally I didn't think like, that was a bad team. Air Smith. Yeah, I think uh, I think with the Pelicans, you know, they want to try something new, bring in uh, um, a veteran coach, a uh, defensive coach. I think he's had success. He's had success in the postseason. He's made it to the finals. Um, he had that weird situation with Dwight. Of course, there was some weird locker room stuff between those two, and that kind of led to his departure from Orlando. But I mean, I I really like the Pelicans squad. What they're gonna come? I mean, we still have to see the off season and what they do. But just off what they have right now, they have Zion, who's probably in his rookie year. He looks stronger than ninety percent of the competition, in my opinion. When he was out there, that he looked like a football player that just happened to be in a basketball game. Um, you have Brandon Ingram, who averaged a career high in points. Uh, this season, he had his career year this uh, this this past season with the Pelicans. You have JJ Redick, one of the most efficient three point shooters, sharp shooters in the NBA, and then you have uh, Drew Holiday, who's one of the best defensive guards. He's always whenever you talk to an NBA player, he's always ranked in the top five in terms of being the hardest guard to play against. Yeah. So they have a really nice squad. You know, uh, I think. There's a lot of potential for the Pelicans, and I think they're they're definitely going to be a playoff team. I don't know if they're going to be. I, I was thinking maybe they could even they could probably maybe do the fourth seed. Maybe you know. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I would definitely give them a playoff spot because you know it's a long season. You don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? I think it's still very early to tell, especially with Zion, because he's prone to injury. Let's be honest, a guy his size. You know what I mean? And he's already had some issues. Yeah. Um, but in terms of uh, the the hire, uh, I'm not going to say I love it, but I don't dislike it either. I'm kind of like, it wasn't a bad hire, you know what I mean? But he doesn't like wow me exactly as a coach either. I mean, I like him as a, like, he's a funny character, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we all know the craziness, so, but I feel like he doesn't like wow me, like, oh my God, he's going to take the team to that next level. You know, I think it just comes down to talent. Um, yeah. A lot of it comes down to talent. And then, will he have what it takes to also develop you know what i mean uh, zion into a star player because it, it takes the right you know it takes the right coaching staff to be able to take a player like that aside from just his you know talent the talent comes down to obviously the team success as well um but you also are going to need a coach that's going to be able to work with a young kid's mentality have some patience um especially with all that attention around zion you know what i mean yeah. Uh, so let's see. You know, I'm kind of excited to I see just, what happens. I think I think if Zion is healthy, I mean, I'm gonna have to disagree. I de- I definitely think if Zion is healthy, he's he's gonna be a star next season for sure. I just I I, I mean, really, regardless, he's gonna be a star because there's so much attention on him right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but but in, in the ter- NBA, we all, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say when I when the games that he did play, I mean, it was a small sample size, right? He was pretty explosive. Yeah, when he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. When he's healthy, he's explosive. Um, but I'm just saying, like, of course, throughout a long season, you don't know what's gonna happen. So I can't really say like, yes, I think they're gonna make it to the playoffs. I mean, if I had to, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they went to the. I'd be surprised if they were the fourth seed, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went to the playoffs. Um, but I'm excited that's, to see what happens with Zion. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. That's me, best yeah. case scenario. But more likely, they're probably going to be around the 6th to 8th. Yeah. Uh, around those spots. For but I'm excited. Spot. Can't lie. Yeah. I like the Pelicans, man. I like what they built. Um, and then there's been some some rumors. I'm sure you heard about uh, Giannis to the Heat, I think. I, I sent that to you on Instagram, or maybe you sent it over to me. Giannis, yeah. Um, you think he's going to make that move over? Um, do you think he's going to stay put? In Milwaukee, what do you think? Honestly, to be to be quite a uh, hundred with you, I really hate all this like like all these people, all these other teams photoshopping another jersey on Giannis. Giannis, yeah, yeah the, the sports pages. Giannis to the like Giannis put up some post on Twitter or something, right? It was like a funny video or something he put up, and it made me laugh. I, I forgot what it was. He put up some on Twitter, and then you go down and look at the replies. Oh, you'll never be a champion, blah blah blah, until you come to this squad. Oh, you need to come here, blah. blah. It's I'm so sick of hearing all this Giannis here, Giannis there. Like, I think, I think I'm more focused on what the Bucks are gonna do next season. I don't really care about where he's gonna go now, not yet. Um, I think personally, it, it, I personally I would like to see Giannis stay on the Bucks, but the Bucks have to do their job and show that they want to bring in players that can help um, complement Giannis's game. They definitely need one thing. They looked really horrible against the Heat when they uh, when they played them because they had no half-court offense at all. Like, their half-court offense was atrocious. Yeah, Chris Middleton had a great season. He's a great sharpshooter, but he's not going to be making plays for everybody. He's, he's more of his, like, he's like a solo scorer. Whereas if you bring in someone like a Chris Paul, Okay, you bring in Chris Paul. He can he can tell every player on that team. All right, this is your role. This is what you got to do. These are the plays we're gonna run. You got to be here. If the defense plays it like this, then you got to be right here. Yeah. So they need a player like that on their team. No, uh, I like I like what you're saying, man. Um, I think that my bad. I got a little distracted for a quick second. I was checking because you know we got the game starting. I got to go through my fantasy lineup real fast. I was like, oh shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, bro. I think that you know I am interested, of course, in seeing what's going to happen with the Bucks. I really like Giannis. Um, it's you know I've said this a million times. It's hard for me to say I'm a fan of another player that doesn't play for the Knicks. But yeah. if I had to say that you know I'm a fan of anybody in the NBA right now, outside of the Knicks, because obviously we're trash, I would have to say it's Giannis. Um, again, I've told you a million times why, but I'm excited. You know, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think he's he has that mentality where he's ready to bring it home. You know what I mean? Um, and that's. I mean, for him, Milwaukee's where he got to start. They got rid of um, what's that kid's name from Duke? I can't remember his name. He went to he was at, he played for the Wizards. For the Wizards, damn, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah, okay, I can't remember his name. Um, but I remember they drafted somebody high. That you know, there was the game. Uh, damn, I forgot it again. It came to my mind for a second, and I forgot <laughs> it again, bro. It's, I feel like it's looking like a J. I'm, I'm gonna look it up now. I feel like uh, I got to figure that shit out, but. He's one of those players, um, Giannis, where you know they built a team around him. They got rid of who they originally were going to. I think he had suffered two ACL tears, um, mm-hmm. and then they moved on. And then now, 
Giannis is that guy there. He's that he's that number one guy, and he I don't think I feel like he feels the love. You know, why would he have to go anywhere else? He's gonna get the money. Yeah. So uh, he's gonna get the super max. Yeah, and then okay, yeah, everyone's That's chasing a, a ring. Difference. You know, everyone's chasing a ring, but not every player has that mentality where they're like, all right, I'm gonna go wherever I need to go to win. Some players, and I feel like Giannis might be one of these players. They're like, all right, I'm gonna do what I have to do and prove my greatness right here. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But I also th- think they're one of those Giannis- teams. They're one of those teams. My bad. Let me just finish this thought. They're Go one ahead. of those teams that I feel like you can put in that category where there's like five or six teams right now in the NBA where they're like one piece away, right? You know, yeah. like a lot of teams you could say they're one piece away. I feel like mm-hmm. that could be the Bucks right there. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I was gonna say the thing that makes Giannis more unique to Milwaukee is the fact that he got he got brought on to Milwaukee as a complete project player, so he was virtually. Nobody expected Giannis to really develop into a star or even be the player that he is today. Nobody saw it coming. So you got to give hats off to the scouting uh, department in Milwaukee for finding Giannis, grooming him, and uh, ha- helping him become the player that he is today. When you look at stars like uh, LeBron or Carmelo or Dwayne Wade when they came into the league, they were already solidified, right? They were already going to come into the team and contribute contribute on day one. Jabari but Parker. Giannis, sorry, that's what I was thinking about. Jabari Parker. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I was going crazy looking for that. Yeah. But yeah, but with with Giannis, I just think he he's probably more sentimental towards the Bucks because this is the NBA team that gave him a chance. I don't exactly. even think I think Giannis was school. what yeah, Giannis was um he was a second round draft pick or was he even drafted at all? I don't even think he was drafted at all. Uh so he was no, drafted he was, late. Oh my bad. bad. He was he, drafted late. I'm so off. He was drafted in the first round. Yeah, late picks. in the first round though. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I mean I don't mean late in the draft. My bad. Damn, he was born in nineteen ninety four. Shit. Yo, have you ever looked at like the um the pictures next to each other? Where it's like Giannis's rookie year in that one picture where he's in the gym flexing with like his brothers. Oh yeah, like how he bulked up. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. I seen that. Uh, not, I guess not that late. Pick fifteen, first round, two thousand thirteen. No, nah, that's not late at all. But yeah. he was still a very he was a project player. He he did not have any refined. I think also because he was an international year. player, like we just kind of disregard those players when they're getting drafted. Because I mean, I don't know about you, but most of the players that I'm following are you know in college you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i'm not really following the g league or whatever you know what i'm saying i'm following i'm seeing okay who's getting drafted from which college international players not so much um some of my homies keep me hip but other than that i, I but they I, might I they might be the new wave now because it's at Giannis definitely the new Luka. wave yeah absolutely you know what definitely I'm the new wave yeah I'm, i mean uh, not even the new wave they've been doing it for a long time but now they're just getting better and better out there overseas you know what i mean yeah um so yeah but yeah man i i feel like there's a lot of players right now that are obviously team hopping and going where they can to get a right contract. All right, you got to respect that. You got to go where the money's at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some players that are like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take a less, you know, a less expensive contract right now. You don't have to pay me as much because maybe I'm in the twilight of my career or I'm going, you know, I'm in the end of my career, whatever, and I need to get that ring. You know what I mean? Solidify my legacy, sort of thing. But Giannis yeah. is not really in that stage where you could, you know, he would probably be thinking of something like that. Other players just they're gonna go where they can go and get the bag, like um, Kawhi, right? <laughs> nah, I, Kawhi's gonna Kawhi. go where he got to go. You know what I mean? He he didn't it didn't work out with the Spurs. Went to um, Toronto for a year, and then made his move where he needed to go. Yeah, um, but you know why he did, he Clippers. went to um, 
the Clippers, right? For the bag, I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, and I'm sure. No, not he, for the bag. Him and Paul George, well, I'm sure, talked he, it over, and you know, what he would have made more money in Toronto because he would have been able uh, to get the supermax in Toronto, but really? he declined that. So the reason he initially. I mean, I think the whole Popovich situation, when we look back at it, he, he, his camp really did the Spurs dirty. Uh, I think that whole organization dirty. That's a championship organization, right? Uh-huh. And, my bad. and you I'll tell, ask my question after. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And you, you have a championship organization with Pop, who is the most respected coach in the NBA. You have three Hall of Famers and Tony Parker, Ginobili, and Tim Duncan. Right. And you pretty much highly respected you, organization let's just be honest right. every every yeah. real basketball player loves watching particularly spurs. that spurs team right yeah anybody who said the spurs is boring is not a fan of basketball exactly yep so w- with that out the way the thing with Kawhi was that i felt was mad disrespectful was the fact that he did heal from his injury and he refused to come back and he he refused to, and it got so bad to the point. I remember that one uh, interview that Popovich did. Well, why do like, you got is you got go ask Kawhi's people about him? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? And he demanded he was demanding a trade to Los Angeles because I guess he's from San Diego and he wanted to be closer to home. Okay, so he's trying to go to L.A. And then Popovich was like, hell no, I'm never going to trade you to the Lakers. Send him at, send him to the Raptors. And then after the Raptors was done, I mean, he was he was gonna go to the Lakers or the Clippers, but it looks like he made the wrong choice. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so what do you what do you think about? Uh, I like that you actually hit that pretty good, bro. <laughs> For real. Yeah. So, what do you think about um, just in just that whole situation of like a player like Giannis who goes out there, balls his hardest, you know what I mean? Doesn't doesn't stop until he's completely drained, versus somebody like a Kawhi who obviously you know is a little bit more on the sneak has to sit out when he doesn't feel like playing I guess somewhere disrespectful or wherever he's gonna go play at they have to make sure that they discuss load management beforehand you know what I mean um and what are your thoughts on load management I think so with load management we first saw with the Spurs right we saw Popovich that's when the first I mean that's the first time I remember when load management kind of became a thing and it wasn't even with Kawhi. It was with the the big three, the Duncan, Ginobili. Because they were Parker. older. Yeah. But with that situation, I agree with. Because when you have those three players who play basketball until June at times, right? So they're not like everybody else where they're just playing basketball until April. They're sometimes going into the end of June playing basketball. Um, so that takes a toll, all those minutes adding up, especially with the way that they play. They're a very finesse team. They rely on quickness, agility. So obviously that leads, you're more prone to get injured when you're out there playing 30, didn't, 35 minutes a game if you're yeah. Tony Parker or Ginobili. Especially at that age, absolutely. Yeah, didn't but Adam with Kawhi, Silver? you're still young. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you're still a young guy. But, and, but here's my question. Yeah. So is Kawhi, like I said, is Kawhi, doing that right do you think that he's discussing that before he goes to any team wherever he wants to go oh yeah that's that's what's been reported because we had that issue with um there was that one infamous game with the warriors where they sat out a lot of their star players um and then you know there was fans in the stands that were like oh i drove from 17 million (laughs) miles away to see steph and he's just sitting on a bench or whatever you know what i mean yeah um just we had that situation and then i feel like after that year uh, i think it was two years ago 
Um, I think Adam Silver had acknowledged that whole thing in terms of load management and sitting out your star players and different things like that. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like it's one thing that if you're going to limit a player's minutes in a game because of injury or let's say you already, you know, you're going to the playoffs, you don't want to risk uh, injury or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, that. that's one thing that I feel like you can always implement. But you can also keep in mind that, like, each one of these players is their own person. Like, how hard they're going to go out there, like, what and play, you know, that's up to them. What blocks are they going to make an attempt at? You know what I'm saying? Those different things, like, every player is a little different. Of course, there's those freak accidents where, yeah, you can tear something or just tweak something. Um, But if you're thinking about, like, suffering a major injury or anything like that, you have to still be in the game and keep in mind how hard you're going to actually go, right? Um, And then... If you're tired and you just don't want to play, that's a whole other story to me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like load management has like several layers, but how I guess a lot of it has been brought out and, you know, talked about is players like Kawhi just sitting out because they want to maintain like a certain level they want to continuously play at. Like, I'm, they don't want to play at 80%. They want to go, you know, 100% hard every time. And for them to be able to do that, they need to rest so many games or something like that. So ultimately, I think that, in my opinion, you can still play in a game and get 20, 25 minutes as an all-star player. That's not a lot. That's not asking a lot. You know what I mean? Um, Make a contribution and then still be able to rest in certain times, not just take full games off. That I feel like is pretty much unacceptable. Um, But if you're an older player, then, yeah, it makes sense, obviously. Um, you know, you can't go out there and, you know, you have a lot of injuries. You've sustained a lot of damage over time. Yeah. So that's, I, you know, that's a completely different point. You, like. Or in the, in the situation where you've already locked up the seed, you know, if you already locked up the number one seed, then you don't really need to risk getting your starters injured. You know, I can understand if you want to bring in more of your bench guys, because if you lock up the number one seed, you lock up the number one seed. There's no, there's no point in going out there and, putting 30 minutes on all your starters or 30, 35 minutes on your star player. Like that's pointless. You know, I think also uh, I saw a report. I don't think we addressed this higher either was uh, Tyron Lou. He said that he was going to talk to the training staff, to the Clippers to uh, figure out what to do about Kawhi's load management situation, which is, (laughs) I read that. I found that really interesting. I wonder if that's going to be the storyline all, all throughout the season. I mean, uh, next season. Yeah, well, whoever's coaching has got to have a conversation with them just based on the strategy they want to implement and what Kawhi has in mind because it's his team. Um, but yeah, I feel like I can't really respect that whole load management thing. As, as, and I think everyone that really is a basketball fan is on that same page. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but of course, at the end of the day, I, you know, always got to throw the benefit of the doubt out there. We're just fans. These guys are out there playing their hardest, doing their thing. They're the ones putting in the minutes. Their bodies are the ones going through the, you know, the damage and the the pain and, you know, having to go out there and play their, you know, play their hardest and bust their ass. So, and then not just that, but take the criticism that has that mental, you know, effect on some players. I'm not, I mean, I guess Kawhi could be one of those players too. I mean, I don't you think wanna... Kawhi, you think Kawhi would retire like Andrew Luck did? Just mm. say fuck it and, and say, and He's like, uh, the injuries is too much. I can't I can't keep up. You know what's crazy, much. bro? After what he did at San Antonio, I think he'd do some other sneaky shit. What you mean? Like, Andrew Luck could have really just, you know, ah, my ankle. 
collected a check for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Done his thing like that. I yeah. feel like Kawhi could be one of those guys. I don't know. I mean, I, I just really didn't like what he did with the Spurs. But I feel yeah. like he could be one of those guys that's just like, you know what? Um, my, my ankle hurts. I'm going to sit out here two weeks. And then, oh, shit, I think I pinched something in my back. Sit out two weeks. You know what I mean? Try yeah, to, I mean, know, his contract. Just drain as much money as he can from a team first. You know, some weirdo shit that's like that. That's what, the Luol Deng strategy? Yeah, you know, something like that. You know, I, I, yeah. I think that I, I feel like he might. I could be completely wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, he might be a, an amazing person and have all the, you know, I don't know, ethics. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we could be wrong. But just based on what I've seen and what I've heard coming out of the, the Spurs camp, um, I mean, excuse me, about the Spurs organization, about Kawhi and his camp, it's just, I don't know. I wouldn't Yeah, his uncle anything. has a horrible reputation yeah. with pretty much everybody in the NBA. What do you think about um, some of the other, you know, potential trades in the NBA? The the Chris Pauls, um Drew Holiday. Well, the the we most already touched on the, Giannis. I think I think the situation I'm really going to watch for this off season is what they do in Houston because they got rid of the their best the brain behind that whole success mm-hmm. behind the whole success of Houston, mm-hmm. which was Daryl Morey. So he never let that team drop below 500. So he, he stepped down from his role. And, and D'Antoni gone. Yeah, and we don't know if the Rockets are going to think about blowing it up. And I don't think they'd blow it up. I think that they may change their strategy a little bit um, well, in terms they're, of small they're, ball. They're, and, uh-huh. they're about to go into the luxury tax, and the owner is uh, hes a really cheap dude. He's actually a real scumbag. Uh, <laughs> there's like a lot of stories out about him, but long story short, he's a really cheap scumbag, and he never, <laughs> ever wants to go into the uh, luxury tax to pay uh, for a player, but I so they have I, a lot of contracts coming up where they will go into the luxury tax, and I, I'm pretty sure he's going to get rid of those contracts, like Eric Gordon for sure. Uh, yeah, but I mean, what about? Let's look at the main two players there, right? We have Harden and Westbrook. They're not going nowhere. Westbrook right? is Westbrook is probably going to maybe go somewhere. I mean, I think <laughs> that if you're a um, if you're an owner, if you know you're a GM. You can't really let, you got to run it back one more time and try to pick somebody up. You know what I mean? But they're not another one of those teams in that category. That one piece away. They're not though. They're not. They they lost the only person that was the brains behind putting a champion. That uh, everything was Daryl Morey. Everything he put together. That whole. Uh, I think he was really smart for trading Capla for Robert Covington. Um, that was actually a player I wanted the Lakers to trade for, but. You know, the Rockets got him. And the Rockets actually had a really good team going into the playoffs. I just didn't think, you know, they just ran into LeBron and AD. There's not much you could do about that. And Westbrook, I feel like if Chris Paul was there instead of Westbrook, maybe that could have gone, that whole series could have gone another way. But I, I I think Westbrook might get shipped out. Maybe the Rockets stack up on draft picks. So let's say, let's say Chris Paul's on that team. Where does Westbrook play? Still plays the one? No, 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 Westbrook would be gone. Okay, okay. I thought you were so saying be, Chris Paul stay there and bring on Westbrook as well. My bad. Oh, no, no, yeah. Uh, if it was Chris Paul and Harden... Sorry, I'm, then, I'm, I'm giving betting advice right now. Are we doing it? <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm just curious what they do in Houston, what, what other moves that was rumored. Uh, Chris Paul has been rumored to the Knicks as well. I also read a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but if Chris Paul goes to the Knicks, Carmelo Anthony is going to join him there. I know that they're Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, R- Russell Westbrook also said he would be. Yeah, my man Faisal said me something about Knicks. that. Yeah, 
I he mean, said he would embrace New York. So, yeah, I mean that that's that's exciting, especially being a Knicks fan. Um, so I guess we can. So just... you see him take a three. <laughs> hey, look, I'm not talking about Russ. I'm talking about actually picking up players. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, players no, actually yeah. being open to coming to the Knicks is a, is a new thing for me right now, especially. Um, but you can't say that you guys had Carmelo Anthony go to the Knicks. He forced his way to the Knicks yeah, when bro, he had no business. Ten, to... We're talking about ten years ago, bro. That's ancient history now. You know that's what I mean? Not ten years ago, is it? Yeah, bro. That's at least nine years ago. Nine years ago. That's still within recent memory. You got to think about teams like the Charlotte Hornets. They haven't had a star in like ages, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not all bad for you guys. You guys have seen your team go into the playoffs in the past 10 years and be competitive in the playoffs. Mello was a – what was he? Raymond Felton, bro. What's up? (laughs) I said Raymond Felton, bro. (laughs) You had J.R. Smith and Iman Shumpert when they were nice. When they were nice, they were nice. Bro, Iman Shumpert at best is a good defender. He's a three and D guy. He's one. He's a solid. He three can't and shoot D the guy. three ball. Come on, man. Um, let's just be honest. He can't shoot. He, they, they. He's a good defender. That's all I'm gonna say about Iman Shumpert because I like him. He's, a, you know what I mean. He's, a, he's a cool guy. Like that. If you follow online, you'll, you know, he's interesting. You know, you always keep up with him. Um, but as a basketball player, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't pick but him I'm up. Just, from my I'm squad, just saying, bro. it's not even then. You know. Other teams have had it have it way worse. We had a banged like up. Um, we had a banged up. Uh, what's that? What's that guy's name? He has the dreads now. Plays for the big three. I can't remember his name. Banged up knees. Uh, I don't, I don't even know. Uh, I can't remember his name anymore. I'm I'm blanking out a lot today, guys. Sorry, because I'm doing so many other things right now. Uh, but Car- Carmelo really put on for the Knicks, bro. I I forgot how nice he was on the Knicks. He was Carmelo, the leading scorer in the NBA on the Knicks. And that's all you can hope for. You can have a, a superstar player that changes your team. And that's Amari Stoudemire, sorry. Oh, Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, yeah. they banged up Amari. Um, what, do you, what do you think your team is going to have to do in terms of rebuilding and – or not rebuilding, but just next year, um, just taking the, you know, taking the Lakers back to where they were. I'm sorry, I, I, for a second I forgot you're a, a Lakers fan because I'm so used to the rebuilding mode as a Nick. Uh, Nick fan I'm always like all right what do we got to do next year and it's funny because as a, as a Knicks fan bro you know how like some you know when you're a fan of a bad team you're always like all right what are we gonna do next year but yeah. a Knicks fan bro we always like all right next year's a wrap you already know so what are we doing the year after that like we already think it's <laughs> we try to think two years ahead this is never like next year's we got this next year we always on some all right a couple more years so uh but what, what do you think about the Lakers what do you think the Lakers are gonna do to be able to compete at the level that they did um this last season well, the thing is, they and they what did moves have, would you like to see them make, if any? They did have weaknesses this season, but they still balled out despite those weaknesses. They finished pretty much every single game for, in five, except for the finals, which went to six. I think the number one thing I would like to see them do is bring in uh, Avery Bradley if he's willing to come into the season next season. Uh, With the whole I, Rona thing, probably, yeah, it's probably going to be a bubble situation again, but. Having Avery Bradley is going to be huge. Uh, I think I would like to see them get a defensive forward who can a body that can you can put against guys like Paul George and Donovan Mitchell and um, uh, Kawhi Leonard and all these uh, scoring forwards, scoring shooting guards. Uh, I would like to see a player like that, maybe like a Mo Mo Harkless, maybe come in. He's so washed up, bro. 
He's not trash, really. He, he just needs to play defense, bro. He's I mean, so trash, bro. Especially when he wore that little um wrap around his that little headband. I I really don't like that guy, bro. I feel like he's super overrated. Uh, but Gal- Gallinari was uh, after the Lakers won the title. He was like, "Yo, congratulations, Lakers!" Blah blah blah. And he threw the eyeball emoji. And yeah. Gallinari said that he wants to. He he doesn't really care about making money this off season. He cares about winning a championship. So Gallinari's a Gallinari good piece. I like be, I like him more than I like Harkless for sure. Um, yeah, Gallinari is an ama- would be an amazing ad. He's an extremely efficient. What offense. do you think? What do you think the Knicks got to do? The Knicks, yeah, to be I competitive. Mean, Obviously, we're not going to talk about finals. How about like what do they got to do to make a run at the playoffs? And that's not saying a lot with the East, man. Just find a way to get Chris Paul on that team. Get you think Chris that gets Paul? him into the playoffs? What's up? You think that gets him into the playoffs? Or at least yeah, gives him a run? in the East? Yeah. I mean, nobody thought OKC was going to go into the playoffs in the West. That's so a, you fact. put him in the East. You, you can tell you can coach, uh, you can have him coach up RJ Barrett, you know, be a veteran to him, kind of like how he was with Shia Alexander this season. You could have him be a, a veteran to Mitchell Robinson. You can have him be a veteran to, uh, even though I think he's trash, Kevin Knox is kind of like a bust, but. Maybe he he wakes something in him. He finds a role in him that he can play in the team. I think if you bring Chris Paul, then you get Carmelo. So at least you get you know you get two you get two scores on your team, and you get two names, two solidified names. So so the Chris Paul was an All Star this season as well. He yeah. might be an All Star again next season. No, absolutely. So. And I think that he's at his like at this age, he's pretty much at his full potential. So this is the best time for him to. You know, he's probably at his most value right now. So for them to make a, a move uh, makes sense. But yeah, and they can afford the contract too. Yeah, and I, the question on the outline is um, what moves do you want to see your team make? So, of course, the number one move I want to see my team make is Dolan sells the team. Um, <laughs> but we all know that's not going to happen. So yeah. realistically, we, we need somebody that's going to put us in that position that we can not just contend, but we need to have somebody that opens up the possibility of other players coming. You know what I mean? Um, and we don't really have that right now. And I think that uh, Chris Paul, even a Melo, because Melo does have still some, you know, some wow factor to him, especially. I mean, there's definitely intrigue, especially after his last season. So I think that, you know, if we can, if Melo comes back, that'd be great. But he's not going to be that piece that's going to take us, you know, give us a chance to get to the playoffs, right? He's a great role player. Um, he's a phenomenal role player, let's say that. Um, but he's definitely not somebody you want to build around. And the same thing about CP3, but I think that they give us an opportunity to have eyeballs on the Knicks again and make them a destination for um, potential free agents and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and then another thing I was going to ask you, I sent it to you on Instagram. Did you see the uh, 2K ratings that came out? Yeah, I was looking at them. What, what did you think about those? You want to pull those up real quick? Uh, I mean... To be honest, I'm I'm not someone that really cares about 2K ratings. Bro, I love 2K, you know? so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go through it then real quick if that's all right with you. Go ahead. Um, I think they gave LeBron the 98. He's the highest rated player. We gotta agree with that, right? I mean, who else is fucking with LeBron right now? And mm-hmm. the closest to him is Giannis and Kawhi. Giannis at 97, Kawhi at 96. I would, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I would potentially. Uh, you know, you can go either way with Kawhi and Giannis. I may put Giannis at 97 instead of, um, I may put Kawhi at 97 instead of Giannis. Um, James Harden at 96 as well. KD at 95. I feel like 
you know, they make adjustments. Let's see what happens with KD. He can go up or down based on his recovery. Um, AD at 95, Dame at 95. But um, something that stood out to me, um, where is he at? He got an 88, I think. Devin Booker? Devin Booker, yeah. I feel like he's definitely higher than an 88, right? He's in the mid-90s for sure. If that last little run didn't prove it. Yeah, bro. If if the Suns' last (laughs) little run didn't prove it, I don't know. Bro, you got to be a two-way player to be in mid-90s. Not a two-way player. Yeah, that I mean. So eighty-eight but, sounds. But you right. know what? I feel like he is when he when he tries. I feel like when you play for the Suns, you have to be selective on the nights that you actually try your best. You know what I mean? Um, and and, and for him to score what he scores because that's what his team needs. He's got to compromise a little bit on defense because then he's not going to put up the forty-five points that they need to put them in a position to win a game. That's just my take on it. Um, but I feel like he's definitely at least ninety-three. Um. In in two in terms of just two K ratings, uh, let me see what else I found here. There were some pretty interesting ones, but that was one that really stood out to me was the Booker thing. Um, yeah, why is Dame so nice at rapping? Who I, I just saw his uh, rating, Dame. Uh, Dame, yeah, yeah, 90- and then I just remembered he's such a 90, he's a ninety five <laughs> when it comes he's to spins. A- yeah, bro, Dame is nice, but you can't sleep on him. He's got bars. He can you know, flow like uh, yeah. Like there's uh, should we get into it? The Go rappers, ahead, the, the ballers that rap, the ballers that rap. Let's do it. <laughs> we just Yo, do look, look. But here's the thing. There's this law, right? There's this law of the universe where if you're good at basketball, you can't be good at rapping. It just the. But if you're good at rapping, you can't be good at basketball. It's the it's the universal balance of. of I don't of, know, bro. Some players, some players but, are challenging that. Obviously, especially now, it's a new breed of fucking people, bro. Because we got Dame. But on the rapper side, you also got Dave East, right? He was um he was a potential I think he played in college, right? He got he went to um to college and potentially could have right. been, you know, yeah. in a position to get drafted. I'm not gonna say he was gonna get drafted, but and then we have obviously um what's his name? J. Cole. We all see the 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 training videos of J. Cole. He's a baller. Son, uh-huh. you know he wrote an article where he was like, Yeah, I was I think he released his like second or third album. He was like, yeah, I was actually trying to get into the NBA at like age 32, 33. He said that he hired like a trainer and everything trying to get into NBA. Hey, Charlotte, Horn- if, if uh, Charlotte's looking for a, a potential uh, eyeball for their, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or somebody's going to bring eyeballs on their team um, and put some fans in the, in the seats, you know, there you go. Yo, <laughs> Twitter, they made so many memes about it. They're like, y'all going to bring J Cole into the NBA and have him get, get dunked on by like Avery Bradley. <laughs> that would be horrible dog. Yeah, man. But as I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Master P played, <laughs> played for the Raptors. I mean, you got a bucket on the Raptors too. I think it was in preseason, but still. But but are we really gonna put him in the category of like nice rappers? Nah, he was more of an entrepreneur. Yeah, exactly. CEO, P Diddy type, you know. Um, another player, my bad. Just to just to jump back into the ratings real quick, that kind of stood out to me was Carl Anthony Towns at ninety. No way. I'm sorry. He's such a such an underwhelming player. Uh, just gotta just wanted to throw that out there. He Chris has Paul's no defense. Yeah, I mean, he has How are you no seven heart. feet and you don't have defense, He bro. has no heart. Bradley Beal's 88. That's, that's bullshit. Bradley Beal's no, another mid-90s. Mid-90s. Um, Chris Stapps. Bro, mid-90s is like, like 
un like somebody that has can single handedly win a playoff round for you. That's what I give Midnight. And you don't you don't think that you don't think that um Bradley Beal has that? To single handedly win a playoff series like how Dame did. Okay, let's look at who's nine. But, but let's right? keep in mind he's in the East. Right, but still, <laughs> I mean, single-handedly. So we got Dame at 95. We've seen him bounce Houston out of the playoffs. We've seen him bounce OKC out of the playoffs. Dame is winners. so cold, bro. Dame yeah, he's fucking cold, cold bro. bro. Steph is 95. I would give him 97, to be honest. Luka, Luka Doncic is 94, but Bradley Beal is not. Yeah, Luka Doncic is better than Bradley Beal, bro. In every way. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I like Bradley Beal. I, I'm just talking about, I guess because also I'm, I'm thinking of just the regular stuff that you're going to look at in terms of just the tangibles, you know what I mean? Um, Bradley Beal, I feel like, is also a better defender than Luka, in my opinion. So you and you you keep bringing that up, too, which in the game, yeah, they have to keep that in mind. But they gave Devin Booker and Bradley Beal an 88. I, I didn't like that. Zion is an 86. What do you think Yeah, they that? gave Trey Young an 88. I got so many Trey Young cards, dog. He said that man better be a 97 by the end of this motherfucking year, my G. (laughs) Yo, he better be averaging 40 points a game, dog. Like, nah, I have high hopes for Trey Young. I don't know why nobody talks about him. He's probably the coldest shooter since Curry. Like, and it's really hard to match up with Curry. I don't really make that comparison. Bro, they were making that comparison when he was coming out of college. Yeah, they were. They were. Yeah. But I mean, seeing it translate to the NBA level, his confidence, bro. His confidence is out of this world, and I, I love the nutmeg uh, <laughs> shit that bro, he that, does. Yeah, he kind of coined that. That's that's legit, bro. I love that because he just goes out there. Reza. Yeah, Trevor Reza wasn't having that. Yeah, and he let him know too on some G shit. He was like, "Yo, bro, I'm not gonna let you get away doing that to me." Yeah, and I think they talked about like, it at the end of the game. All right, I get it. I respect it. Yeah, bro. He's I mean, he's, yeah, he's a vet. Um, but do you see anything else you want to add to that? Uh, let me see. I, I don't know if I would have give Clay Thompson an eighty nine. I would give him like a ninety three, ninety four. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep, I saw that he's, too. He's one of the best two way players in the NBA. He's probably maybe the best two way player in the yeah. NBA. No, no, absolutely. I would give him a mid nineties as well, bro. And we've seen but I guess, Clay send I guess teams you home see how too, he comes bro. Back. What's up? I said we we've seen Clay send teams home too. Yeah, bro, bro. We've seen this man score like thirty some points in one quarter. Not even more than that. What was that one game where he scored like? How many points bro, was it? Bro, game six, Clay is liable to put up 60 points on you, bro. Yeah. When Clay is hot, he's hot. And I, I'm going to be really curious how he comes off the ACL. But most NBA players usually come back pretty well off the ACL. It's I'm usually also, the Achilles. Yeah. I, yeah. The Achilles is, is the one. Um, like John Wall. I'm, I'm really excited to see what's up with him. Even though. Bro, you know, I, did you see his? Inter- he had an interview, dog. He's playing spades. Yeah, he was playing. <laughs> Yo, he's such an asshole, bro. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; like, he's not a you know a high character guy, um, but he's a fucking baller. That's what they pay him for. You know what I mean? He is, but he's not. He's not gonna. He's the Wizards aren't gonna win anything with him. I, I put that on everything. I put I put a stack on that right now. Damn, yo! If anybody <laughs> out there wants to challenge my man Izzy right now, he's willing to put up one thousand dollars. I'll hold it. You guys got to pay up front. Um, and he's saying that they're not about to win nothing. Nothing meaning what a single playoff round, or nothing meaning no. Like they're Eastern, they're not going to be Conference a championship champion. team with John Wall on the roster. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that they might pass the first round, 
Second round, I don't see him getting past. There's no way they're beating the Celtics. Bro, I feel like if he comes back strong, there's a possibility that, yeah, they could beat the Celtics, bro. And they could be the Eastern Conference. They could be in the Eastern Conference finals. I wouldn't say they're going to win the Eastern Conference, but, bro, it's a long season. It's a long season, bro. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics, let's say healthy, and the Wizards right now, the way they are, healthy, the Wizards are, again, another one-piece-away team, right? Depending on how John Wall's playing. Um, But... Bro, and his contract is ugly. I hate John Wall's uh, contract too. Yeah, it's bro. Yo, Bradley Beal deserves that, bro. Um, yeah. But let's let's. Uh, I guess we could wrap it up with the uh, NBA talk because we got a lot of stuff to get into with the NFL. Anything you want to add to the NBA? No, that, that's it. Okay, so um, we're just gonna quickly, I guess, run down uh, some of the games last week. I'm just gonna throw the scores out there and stop me if you um, want to go over anything on, you know about those games. Okay. Um, so week six, we had um, the Bears and the Panthers. The Bears won 23-16. Um, we had your team, the Colts and the Bengals. The Bengals uh, lost that one. Colts won 31-27, to putting the Colts at 4-2. and two. I mean, I know we, t- we were talking shit about um, Phillip Rivers, but they're getting the job done. Yeah, but they, they, they started out the game going 21-0. They looked unprepared. Yeah, they're going to talk about a comeback, but I mean, it was against the Bengals, dog. Like, come on. Like, so we had, um, not enough show. We had the Lions um, beat the Jags 34 to 16. Did you see anything there you want to? Nah, no, uh, nothing from that game. But we had the uh, Falcons and the Vikings. Yeah, the Falcons put up 40. They put up a 40 bro, piece they, on them. They look better without Dan Quinn coaching. I don't know if it's no. That usually happens, doesn't it, when a coach gets fired in the middle of the season? That was their then, first win? Yeah, was it their first the one? one? I think it was, yeah. Jeez, damn. Um, Yo, imagine Vikings having Calvin Fox. Ridley and Julio and Matt Ryan, and that's your record. That's horrible. That is, bro. Um, we had the Washington football team and the Giants. The Giants squeaked away with one point for their first win. Um, that was such an ugly game. 19 to 20. It was such a, you want to get into it? Because that was, you know, being in the DMV, that was a game that was on TV. And I'm a Giants fan, so you know I had to watch that. I mean, what did you see in that game? There was there was a couple of things. Um, again, like you said, it was a sloppy game. The first thing that comes to mind was that Daniel Jones turnover where he threw that um, that pick in the end zone. Where, yeah, his back foot. Yeah, but you know what? I I can't believe after reviewing that they didn't they didn't you know reverse that call. They said it was a pick. I don't I don't think that was a pick. I think his elbow was out of bounds. Um, um, did you end up watching that game or no? I watched some of it. Yeah, I had NFL Red Zone, so cut in and out. Yeah, so um, just a couple of different things that, I, you know, my takeaways. Daniel Jones had the longest drought in the Giants history with 145 passes without a touchdown. Um, but he did have a beautiful dime to Darius Slayton. Um, I'm sure you saw that on Red Zone. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, Slayton, well, for, well, Daniel Jones saw the blitz coming um, and Slayton was breaking away in a one-on-one, finally made a great pass for, you know, a dime. We can, we can, we can give him a, a Danny Dime stamp for that one pass. Mm-hmm. Um. Later on, he had a great read option, faked out the cameraman, and he ran down for a forty-nine yard run. Um, actually, it's it's weird. Uh, Daniel Jones is is leading the Giants in rushing right now. We had a question yeah. about that. We got to play the question. Um, that's just another interesting, you know, uh, statistic. We can get into that. Um, also, we have. I mean, did you want to add anything, anything on, or do you want to? Let me see. Uh, oh, you know I what? Guess... Um, but my bad. Real quick, the Washington football team had a very underwhelming, you know, um, B 
beginning, like a start. Um, but the end of the second quarter, Logan Thomas makes a nice catch. That was that was the highlight of their you know season. <laughs> Aside yeah. from game one, they're their first game against the, I think the Eagles. Man, I yeah, I mean, the Kyle Allen still have uh, Kyle Allen is just I don't know what they really see in him. I mean, you might as well put in Alex Smith because he's a veteran. He's more savvy. He's gonna know what he's doing behind that front. Uh, Alex I Smith, I mean, that's just we we already seen him take a couple of snaps and it wasn't looking great. He's very slow right now. I mean, he was always one of those QBs that wasn't very exciting, but get you know he got the job done. He was a serviceable quarterback, but I don't think they should. I mean, I, I think they're good with Allen right now. If he goes down, you can give Haskins another look. I don't think Haskins even deserves another look, but I don't know. Um, we'll get into Haskins a little bit later, but let's just quickly finish this up. We had the um the Ravens and the Eagles. The Ravens won thirty to twenty eight, advancing to five and one. Uh, and you, you know it was like a blowout until Carson Wentz kind of they almost made a comeback at the end. I don't even know who's on the Eagles anymore after Zach Ertz got injured. Yeah, they're looking they have, at all these they players. They have a lot like, of injuries. They, yeah. I mean, they're a better team than their record. I mean, Carson Wentz hasn't been, <clears throat> excuse me, Carson Wentz hasn't been performing um, well, but. If they're healthy again, you know, they have some potential, especially in the NFC East, such a terrible fucking division. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think what every team in the NFC East is like one win away from being the division leader yeah, or that, one that's, loss that's, away that, from being the number one. Yeah, team. yeah, we'll get into that too. We'll get into that too. My bad. I don't want, I don't want to jump ahead into, into that topic without just finishing these up real, real fast. Go ahead. Um, the Browns and the Steelers. Steelers blew them out to advance to 5-0. and um, thirty-eight to seven. Yikes! Yeah, that's all we're gonna say about that one. Yikes! So the Cleveland Browns were—they look kind of like pretenders. I mean, if you can't beat the Steelers, I don't think you're gonna go far in the playoffs. Not to say the the Steelers are like trash or anything. Of course not. But yeah, not I just sure. think you gotta win those games against your division rival. Um, then we got the Titans and the Texans. The Texans didn't look bad, bro. Um, but the Titans take it. They dropped forty-two. Bro, Derrick Henry had one of the best games. That's... Can he be stopped? What can you do to stop Derrick Henry? He can't. He's like he reminds me of Jerome Bettis in a way. He just he's so big, but he's faster. He's faster and he has more muscle than him. Bro. He's more agile and he can catch out the backfield as well. He's a walking fucking tank. There was there was one there was one play where uh, he was going for that ninety something yard run. He broke off for a touchdown. It was ninety something yards. And I remember when he got to the, the second level, some guy was trying to go for, like, his legs. Like, he was tackling for his legs. And I was like, bro, you can't do that against Derrick Henry. You got to you gotta really wrap him up. Like, you can't just, like, give this half-ass tackle around his leg. Like, he's just going to stomp on you, bro. <laughs> like, <Not> f- <clears throat> Excuse me. Not for sure. Um, the next game we got to look at is the Bucks and the Packers. Um, I know we have some stuff we're going to get into about that one. Do you want to just jump into that game? The uh, the Packers and the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. This was a very disappointing game. It was a horrible game. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers shit the bed, bro. It's not like he. I mean, he. We we were here the past couple episodes calling him a bad man, but he looked bad, man. Oh. <laughs> nah, I mean, you know what? Everybody has a bad game. Um. Yeah, but this has been 
common with him where he loses to playoff teams and he struggles heavily against defenses that are playoff contenders, top three, top five defenses. Of course, you're not going to expect to perform at the level that you do uh, with other teams that we've seen Aaron Rodgers, like the Vikings, those games that he had against him, uh, that team. But with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he just he couldn't get anything going. After he did that little pump celebration where he put his hands yeah. behind his back, uh, and did the little pump, yeah. and then that was it. The replacements that. was that the movie? I can't. Was remember. that? Yeah, um, but I mean, Tom Brady didn't even have to do much because he kept getting a short field. Like he was in the end zone every time he came in the field, yeah. <laughs> um, or the red zone, I should say, the red zone. Yeah, um, yeah. Tom Brady. I mean, they they, they moved to four and two. Um, they're definitely a playoff contender. Um, let's let's move to um, the 49ers and the Rams. The Rams are four and two, but I feel like they're the most pretend four and two, bro. They beat up on the NFC East, and that's it. Um, but against the 49ers, they fell short, twenty four to sixteen. I don't think they're pretend. Nah, bro. The Rams are they so almost, pretend, bro. They were one. They were kind of one. You could call a suspect call against the Bills. I mean, they had a really good game against the Bills. They some people could argue that they should have won that game. Uh, could have gone either way, but I think. With, with them, I think they're they're still a solid team. That's a tough division, regardless. And the Niners really needed this win. That this was a great. They needed this win. That uh, that cornerback Jason Verrett, I think he used to play on the Chargers. He looks amazing. So he's been a bright spot for a completely decimated defense. For they've been decimated by injuries, so he's been a really good bright spot for them. I think Sherman is coming back soon too. I read that. So just real quick, we're gonna look at we're gonna look at their um their games. I gotta go through this, bro. They beat the Cowboys twenty to seventeen, barely. The Cowboys are trash. They beat the Eagles thirty seven to nineteen. Um okay, they took the L to the Bills in a close game. Um thirty five thirty two. They beat the Giants seventeen to nine. They beat the Washington football team thirty to ten, and then they lose to the San Francisco forty ers All their wins, bro, is the NFC East. They're garbage, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, yeah, they did have a competitive game against the Bills. Um, we'll give that to them, but I feel like they're a very pretend team, bro. I mean, not, I think that they're not as good as a 4-2 record kind of sh- you know shows right now. Um, and like you said, they're in a tough division, so let's see what happens with them. Um, mm-hmm. We had the Broncos beat the 40, um, excuse me, the um, Broncos beat the Patriots 18-12. to um, we had the Jets and the Dolphins, you know, Jets took that L 24-0. We had the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Um, the Cardinals just beat on the Cowboys, um, 38-10. to That game particularly got me mad because that last touchdown cost me my fantasy game. And you would what, think, King and Drake? that's what you would think, right? Bro, I was winning by like three-tenths of a point and it was the kicker. Scoring the <laughs> oh uh, wow. yeah, bro. Weiss had the kicker, and he scored that extra point, and that's what fucked me up, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, I lost because of that. Oh, I, I still I, that was probably the worst fantasy loss I ever took. Um, and then we had the Chiefs and the Bills. That was a that was an exciting game. I feel like um, the Chiefs took that twenty six seventeen. The Chiefs and the Bills was the, the. I mean, I was miserable and sick watching this game, but I still, <laughs> still enjoyed it. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, because yeah, my bad. I thought you meant like just from from watching that game. No, 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 nah, bro. I was that was going through. I had the fever, the chills, the headache, Sorry everything, that, bro. bro. Coughing up my lungs, 
But I, I was like, nah, I got to watch this game. I got to see Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes go at it. And it was a really good game. It was a little rainy. And you could tell, like, when the game first started off, you know, guys were slipping on routes a little bit. Yeah, but um, I felt like it was an exciting game. I, I mean, those are two good teams um, yeah. who both, you know, are, you know, playoff bound. Yeah, I, I liked um, – I really liked, even though they lost, I still liked how Josh Allen played. Of course, he had that one interception, but that was just, I mean, that was a great play by the defender. He had that one-handed pick. Well, I guess he tipped it in one hand and then caught it. So that was an amazing interception. But so yeah, Travis Kels was great in that game as well. Uh, man, he, he play, he's Yeah, exactly. He plays great just about every game, 90% of the time. And, and the Bills are an amazing defense. They're, you know what they're, I'm saying? They're, they're, they're not a... They got a squad, they, bro. Yeah, like... Their linebacker uh, from Virginia Tech, I always forget his name, but uh, damn, uh, Edwards, Traymond uh-huh. Edwards. No, I don't know. The linebacker from Virginia Tech, he's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, has like a seven-inch wingspan. He's a beast at the linebacker's position, and he couldn't stop Kels. You know, they didn't have an answer for Kels. So um, so we got a question from my man Moose, so we're going to play that here in a second. Is that cool with you? Yeah. All right, bet. Hey, Asian Zab. So tonight um, is the Eagles and Giants game. I want you to, like, who do you think's going to win? Do you think the Giants' rushing game is going to perform? Because recently Daniel Jones, the quarterback, has been leading. So, yeah, that's it. It's all about football for me. Hey, my man, uh, <laughs> Mustafa, bro, I love it. Um, so he had, a, he had a couple of, I guess, things he, he asked there. He wanted our thoughts on um, the Thursday night game. Uh, tonight's game that's about to start in less than an hour about 20 minutes and uh, i guess our thoughts on daniel jones leading uh being the giants leading rusher and i guess if we're expecting any of their um running backs to really i guess um i guess emerge right is that, that that's pretty much what you got out of it yeah i guess step up right yeah uh i mean if saquon can't run behind that line i don't think Devonte freeman or gallman or Dion Lewis is going to be able to. So uh, that's how I look at it. I, yeah, I think, I mean, the, I think the it's it, Daniel Jones might finish the season as the, the rusher, top rusher for the Giants. Yeah, I mean, we've seen teams do well um, with that formula in the past, but I feel like that's not going to be the Giants. The Giants aren't going to do well this year. Um, mm-hmm. They can. I mean, everybody right now out of the NFC East, like you said before, has a chance to be the best and the worst at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way it is, I feel like um, the Eagles are the better team right now. Um, not just statistically being one four and one, or excuse me, with the record, but I just feel like they have the you know just really. I feel like pound for pound, the Giants have the best talent. They're just not the better team right now. They're not playing well. Um, the Giants have, I think in my opinion, uh, more momentum than the Giants do. The Eagles have more momentum than the Giants do, even as bad as they are, um, and the Giants coming off that win because it was like, you know, they almost lost that game, bro. If it wasn't for Ron Rivera making a stupid uh, mistake there at the end, you know, they could have easily went into overtime and lost that game. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, to me, the Giants are a a really sad organization right now. Um, Daniel Jones is probably going to be their lead rusher at the end of the year. Uh, he's quick, bro. You can't, you know, you can't deny that kid's got some wheels. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he does. It's just, I mean, 
you're not going to accomplish much with your quarterback being your lead rusher unless you're Lamar Jackson. So what do you think um what do you think a player has to do to to get more rope from their organiz- from their team, right? Like for instance, Daniel Jones is getting a lot more rope than a Dwayne Haskins, right? Got um and Dwayne Haskins ultimately he wasn't great, but Kyle Allen's not that much better. You know what I mean? If anything, if you I think look at just the numbers, Haskins was better. Um, so what does a player have to do to get more rope? Like, why is Daniel Jones getting more of a chance? Do you think it's his running ability? Do you think that maybe he's just showing more potential? What do you think? I think it just comes down to Daniel Jones was the guy the Giants wanted, and Kyle Allen was the guy Ron Rivera wanted. So they're, they're the uh, guy Haskins that Haskins was drafted wanted. by the old regime. Yeah. So to to Ron Rivera, he I think he was – plotting for the moment to bring Kyle Allen in because otherwise he, did. No, he, he got he got him in the, yeah he got him early before you know before the season yeah. started anything yeah and why would you even trade for him because it's not like it's not they like dra- he they, was dra- going... they traded a draft pick right yeah he was I think it was like a six rounder it's not he was gonna get released anyways so why would you draft for him I mean he's not that amazing to the point where you have to dra- you have to trade for him I'm sorry I trade a draft pick away for him he doesn't. There's nothing when you're the second uh, when you lead the league second in turnovers. I mean, I don't really see why anybody should trade for you, especially a draft pick, even if it's a six rounder. Yeah, I think that, um, like you said, it has to do a lot of with the coaching. Um, but I also think that you have to have you have to be like as a QB. You 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 not you don't have to be the most loud person in the room. We've seen that with Eli already, um, and be that big like that rah rah guy. But I think that you do have to be a decent human being. Like a, you know, you have to be able to have good body language um, and just be an altogether leader. That's why all quarterbacks are captains on the team, right? You have mm-hmm. to be just the the nature of that position. You have to be the leader on the team. And Dwayne mm-hmm. Haskins just is not a leader. I'm not saying that Allen is, but you know, you could just see it in his body language. Um, also, there was a lot of like things coming out of that camp that said uh, just him coming to practice and him leaving practice, he will, you know, his mentality around practice and even in like, even during their stretches and stuff like that, Dwayne Haskins was always slacking, coming late, you know, wasn't really trying hard. And that's one thing when you're a baller and it's, you know, when you're trash, um, those are the things that are going to be, or playing like trash. Those things are going to be highlighted a lot. Um, and Daniel Jones, I feel like he does go out there and he does make boneheaded plays, but it doesn't look like he's not trying his best at least, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. You know, he, he does kind of have that Eli, like, confused face a lot. I think that's just Giants love quarterbacks that look confused all the time, like, make great memes. But yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, he ha- he's he got the wheels. Um, Allen, he can run too, but obviously not like Daniel Jones. Um, But, you know, you just have to, you have to have some promise. I think you have to have some potential. And Haskins just really, I guess they just didn't see that in him. Um, because, you know, if you're a coach inheriting a player – if he's a baller, you'll take it. You know what I mean? Shit, that that makes your job even easier. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my opinion on that. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I just think it just comes down to if you're the guy that if you're the guy that gets drafted by that GM, or if you're the guy for the head coach. You're if you're the guy that, that got guy. drafted by the owner, who yeah. like someone liked and told the owner about. Yeah, and then that was that. Like, I right, get him. He's gonna be excited. Yeah. I mean that's that's I, from my understanding of it that's how that you know selection was made. 
Yeah, I mean, or it could be a situation where you saw what happened with Josh Rosen, where the Cardinals saw an opportunity that they could get Kyler Murray, and they were like, all right, we don't need you no more. I mean, you you could be a good quarterback, but we like Kyle Murray better. We like his skill set better. He has more intangibles. So we'll go ahead and ship you out of here, and we'll go ahead and draft Kyle Murray. So, I mean, it could be – it just depends, man. It just comes down to the front office, front office and what they, what they see and what they want. So um, another thing I wanted to get into since we're kind of on that topic uh, is, you know, the topic of NFC East is the – the NFL Network quoted uh, at least two anonymous players who said that coaches are totally unprepared, don't teach, can't adjust, and just aren't good at their jobs um, when they were talking about the Dallas Cowboys, um, who are also in that NFC East. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? And also, what are your thoughts in general about the NFC East? Like, who is the best in the NFC out of all these bad teams? And who do you think is the worst of the worst? I think my I think first of all when when you're a head coach you have to have the locker room. It's the most important thing that you can have as a head coach. You have to have the confidence of the locker room. And the problem with the Cowboys is with their players leaking information like this to the media, it's very clear that they probably don't have the most healthy locker room situation or environment. So with that being said, their coach it's is kind of, the, their coach is the old um, Packers coach, right? What's his name? Yeah, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see. Any, I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't heard enough about him to know um, anything. He, really I mean, I don't see him as, as a good coach. coach, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I I really don't know enough about him. Um, but if this is what the players are coming out and saying, um, what do you do as a as a head coach? Do you, do you talk to them about it? Do you just go back to practice and act like it never happened? Uh, you know, what is what's your next move? Well, he did reply when some somebody. Uh, Ask him about that. What did he say? He he said, what did he say? He said, I wish we could talk about it like men instead of going to the media. So Yeah, I mean, anonymous, anonymous sourcing that type of thing is kind of a bitch-ass move, bro, if you ask me. But um, at the same time, you got to, you gotta. that means you're not doing your job then. Because if you have a good locker room culture, that, that wouldn't exist. Very true. Um, but what do you think about the NFC East in general? Uh, it's terrible. I hate it. Of course, of course. But wh- who who do you think is the best team out of the worst? You know, out of all those trash teams, and who do you think is the absolute bottom of the barrel? I mean, even with as bad and as horrible as they are, as pathetic they've played with the injuries they've had, I still think the Eagles are the best out of everybody. But I mean, it's, it's still. I mean, it's still ugly out there for them. The Cowboys is just gonna get uglier with with Dak being gone and really. You know defense. what? I I feel like um yeah the defense is horrendous, right? That's Swiss cheese, bro. Yeah, bro. But I I feel like even with that terrible defense, um Dalton is a you know he's a competent quarterback. He's not the worst. He's had a, obviously a really bad game. He's just mm-hmm. getting the feel of it, um mm-hmm. or the feel of that offense. But I think that they are the they have the most potential, right? Because we have. Okay, Dak's gone, but we still have a a decent group of wide receivers, right? If not a good group of wide receivers, and you have Zeke, right? He's not going to fumble like he did every single game. Um, so Zeke has disappeared this season, bro. You telling um, me I got him on my fantasy man. team, bro? First round pick, man. That shit pissed me off. Yo, they got to put him on a milk carton, dog. Where's Zeke? Yeah, I swear to God, bro. That's, <laughs> uh, 
that's that's just what I'm seeing. Uh, what we got the Washington football team. I mean, it's a you know, I just I don't know, man. I just don't. <laughs> the NFC is East is is almost becoming like a chore to watch now. You know what I'm saying? Like, just I'm, I feel like I've seen so much of this where the NFC East has seasons where like all four teams are playing horribly and they're playing like trash. They had a reputation for a while, you know, of being one of the better um, divisions. They did. And, uh, but it's, it's just kind of embarrassing how bad it is. I mean, it's horrific. It's horrible. It's terrible. Yeah, bro. I mean, um, it's, it's unfortunate, Um, but we have some, some matchups coming up. Um, We have the Eagles and the Giants, and then we have, the Washington football team and the Cowboys um, this week. So let's see what happens. I mean, this could be the biggest week in the NFC East. That's kind of why I brought it up. And because I'm a Giants fan. So mm-hmm. I really wanted to know um, what was your take on that. And then mm-hmm. we also talked about um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. right? And the Packers. Um, do you think that Aaron Rodgers is a contender or a pretender? I think I could just tell by the look on your face what you're about to say, homie. <laughs> I think even uh, even though he's he's a great quarterback and he he can do amazing things, he doesn't perform against the teams that he needs to perform against. So we have to we have to unfortunately hit Aaron Rodgers with the pretender. So he he went from being a bad man to being a pretender. Um, because it's I happened too many times, bro. It's happened too many times. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you on that. I feel like yeah, it did happen a lot of times, right? Um, with Aaron Rodgers, where he's you know he shows up some games, he doesn't. But I think in the big moments, you know, you can't count him out, bro. He's one of the top five quarterbacks that that's in the NFL right now. That's for sure. Yeah, top five quarterback that can't play in the playoffs. I mean, I guess maybe I'm just. I have bad experience with him in the playoffs being a Giants fan, but I feel like, you know, he's one of those, he's a future Hall of Famer for sure. Um, That's not saying a whole lot right now because everybody that's getting into the Hall of Fame, but I feel like, you know, he's, he's an elite quote unquote elite quarterback, right? Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers has, he's zero and seven on the road against teams that are over 500. So Mm. he's not, I mean, he's not really good against playing on the road, back back against the wall, facing elite teams. He can beat up on the Cowboys, and he can beat up on teams like the Giants. But when it comes to teams like the Seahawks, the 49ers, that's his kryptonite, bro. <laughs> it's it just they, they went out bad against Seattle, like really bad in the playoffs multiple times. So... It's just Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's a great quarterback. He's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. But as far as being that guy that's going to lead them to the Super Bowl, I just don't see him outperforming the other NFC teams this season, especially Russell Wilson. I think the Seahawks, like I said, that's the kryptonite for the Packers. Yeah. um, I mean, the Seahawks right now are an amazing team, bro. Yeah, and they might add Antonio Brown. What do you think about that? I know that um, Russell Wilson was training with him in the off season a little bit. I mean, if he if he's not going to be a head case in in the locker room, if he's going to learn to just keep his head down and just play football and not cause drama and try to fight with the GM and shit and 
I don't know. John Gruden was is a really good players coach. He can really get through most of the players, and players like to play for John Gruden. And if John Gruden couldn't get through to Antonio Brown, I don't know if if Pete Carroll can. But then again, I mean, maybe a a, a chance to go to the Super Bowl again might change that. Might change how you look at things. Nah, bro. Because I feel like he had that when he played um for the Patriots. You know, um, I. I know this is a sad thing to say. It might not be the most PC thing to say, but I think he's ultimately a head case. I think he does. He probably does have some type of mental issues that needs to be addressed by his loved ones, and he needs to seek help quickly. Um, and I, I don't think he should return to the NFL. I think he needs to move on. He needs to get out of the spotlight. He need, you know, and something like that might help him be in a better mental space. Um, because at the end of the day. It's not worth it for him. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. If I was somebody in his family, I would have a long talk with him and say, look, bro, you got to step away from all this and just get your mind right. You know, and if you can do that, then, OK, there's a potential of always coming back and playing again. And I mean, I don't know if he's done that, but until that happens, I don't think I don't think Antonio Brown should be playing football. He put out a rap song. It was yeah. arguably the worst song I've ever heard in my life. Oh, God. It's, I mean, it's, I don't I mean if you want to if you want to know what it's like to make your ears bleed if you want your ears to bleed then I would definitely make sure you go ahead and search up Antonio Brown rap song That's crazy. Um yeah, I mean I don't think I mean I haven't heard it but I don't I mean I don't think that's going to it's going to work for him in, in his rap career either. Yeah. Um Let's let's kind of stay in that in that lane where we we're talking about um, Aaron Rodgers and, and quarterbacks. Should Trevor Lawrence stay another year if the Jets draft him number one? Do you think he's going to go to college for another year? I mean, you don't fumble the bag, right? You gotta you gotta take the bag, but you know you could pull a John Elway, you could pull an Eli Manning. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm going to declare for the draft, but I'm not going to play for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would do that if I was him. I mean, he's got the star power to do it. So yep. it's not like, you know. He's got leverage, bro. He's got leverage. Absolutely. Um, I agree. I mean, I, I wouldn't play for the Jets either. The whole organization is cursed, bro. Yeah, I wouldn't. There, If I'm Trevor Lawrence, there's no way I'm going to the Jets. So who do you think? If, if a situation like that happened, what do you think? How do you think it would play out? Who do you think would make the move? Uh, it would depend who's who's picking number two, right? Picking number two, picking who would be, number three. Who would be the Philip Rivers? Be, What's up? Said so who would be the Philip Rivers? Who would be the Philip Rivers? It might <laughs> be um, Lance. It might be Lance, or it might be uh, Fields. It might be that situation where the Jets might have to settle for Fields or Lance instead, and Trevor Lawrence can go to. I don't know who who it might be. Should I mean if I'm the Giants, I make the move. The Giants. Yeah, if I'm a top three pick this season, I'm making the move for Trevor Lawrence. You know what, bro? I feel like. I wouldn't really agree with that. I feel like you got to give Daniel Jones a little bit more of no, a, a chance, bro. You got to watch Trevor Lawrence play, bro. This, this is it's, bro. It's like literally choosing the most. He's legit the closest to, like, there hasn't been a solidified player coming out of college like him since Andrew Luck. Yeah, no, he's gonna come out and he's gonna ball whatever team he goes to, except for the Jets. I just think because the Jets, are the Jets, bro. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I personally, the reason, the, the reason I'm saying you got to give Daniel Jones um a little bit more time is just because you know, like we've said in the past, 
right now you're not seeing players. I mean, you're not seeing teams really stick with guys long enough to see if they have what it takes. And I'm not saying Daniel Jones does have what it takes, but I just feel like we haven't seen him long enough to to answer that question, especially with the offensive line that they have. Um, doesn't matter who you put back there. If no one's blocking for you, bro, if you're going to get crushed on your blind side every time, you're going to have to turn the Jets on more times than you're going to have to pass the ball, you know, when you're actually intending to throw that ball, then, you know, nine times out of ten, players are going to fail in that situation unless you're a Lamar Jackson or something like that. Um, or, or you're, an, I mean, Andrew Luck played with no offensive line. But also... He did get injured, you know. Exactly. There was, there was no real success. Um, but at the same time, if you're competent, all you have to do is really... You draft Trevor Lawrence, and then for the rest of the draft, you focus on offensive line. Or the next year, you focus on offensive line. Make sure you spend your first and second round uh, pick on offensive linemen instead of skill set players. And I think the Giants would be a great fit because you already have Saquon there. You already have uh, Slayton there. You have Ingram there. You have weapons there. All you would have to do is really just focus on building an offensive line, getting a, a, maybe a center, a guard, and a tackle. Yeah, I think um, most of your current star quarterbacks in the NFL really weren't like high first round picks. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Of course, the infamous, you know, and the goat, um, the most infamous and the goat, Tom Brady, right? Um, but you have so many other quarterbacks that really just nobody expected and came out of nowhere. And we're having more and more, you know, swings and whiffs with, you know, high first round picks that are quarterbacks like the Jameis's and the Mark, uh, the uh, Mariota's right. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that other Bama's name place for the Browns. I can't remember Mayfield Mayfield Baker Mayfield. Yeah. yeah so, you know what I mean? So like th- those are a lot of, in my opinion, whiffs um, versus, you know, some of the guys that got picked up a little bit later and still were able to perform. And Daniel Jones is in that spot where he was kind of picked high. So you got to give him some time and let it, you know, let it ride out. You pick up a, a Trevor Lawrence and it doesn't work out, and now you just whiffed twice. Really, but it is going to work out with Trevor Lawrence. That's the thing, bro. I'm saying with that. With, see, I watch the Gi- I watch every game the Giants play, right? So with that offensive line, bro, I'm telling you, the kid's going to get hurt. He's playing against you know college players right now, and that's what it is. And Trevor when you're playing Lawrence against is the a biggest beast, bro. He's a beast. I, I don't doubt it, and I haven't seen enough of him to really be able to judge that. But I just know that behind this offensive line, bro. You're gonna get crushed. You're gonna get sacked. Regardless, you're I mean, if hit. you're any team that's drafting in the top five, is gonna have a horrible offensive line. So he's gonna go to a team with a horrible offensive line, regardless. I mean, it could you're be a team with a lot of injuries too. Offensive line. But I mean, I, I just, I'm just saying, as a Giants, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for it. But um, what do you think about Tua being named the starter for the Dolphins? Was this in the game plan all along for the Dolphins to wait and you know um, play him now, or do you think that? You know, it just kind of happened because of Fitzpatrick's play, which, I mean, I don't think it had anything to do with that. I mean, he was a little bit shaky in the beginning, yeah, but he's just of, getting better. Yeah, it was kind of a random move, I thought, because uh, it's not like Fitzpatrick stunk it up or anything like that. It's not like the Dolphins have looked Did you hear horrible. his interview? I felt really bad for him. What did he say? He was just saying that, you know, he was super disappointed. He felt like it was his team. Um, He's like, I'm very Damn. sad about this. Yeah, he's like, I, I felt like we had a lot of momentum or something like that. Um, I wonder if I can play it. I'm not sure if I can, um, but I thought that was that was pretty emotional watching that. Um, not for me, but yeah, I mean, that's I not a good was, look yeah. when you change quarterbacks middle of the season for no real reason. And yeah, but I mean, regardless, I mean, you spent 
a top five pick on Tua, and you have to put him out there. And I, I know he had injury concern. I thought the whole reason he wasn't playing was because they wanted him to fully heal up and be fully rested. Maybe that was maybe that's why they're starting him. Maybe they feel like he's a hundred percent and they feel confident in bringing him in. So maybe that's the reason. I don't know. But if Tua's a hundred percent healthy, I mean, the sky's the limit for that kid. He's he was an amazing player in Alabama. And he he made Alabama Alabama's typically known for being like a defensive juggernaut and he was the kid that changed that around and made Alabama a complete offensive team, an offensive culture team. So I think he if he's healthy he's gonna he's gonna surprise some people. I'm excited to see him play actually. So we'll see we'll see how he does. He definitely has to get his reps in, see these defenses, get uh you know, make some mistakes, learn from the mistakes. He especially when you're drafted that high, you ha- you have to get some reps in. Even if you have a horrible season, Peyton Manning had one of the worst rookie seasons and we saw how his career turned out. So it's yeah. not the be all end all if you have a horrible rookie season. So um here's the quote. My heart just hurt all day. It was heartbreaking for me. I've been a starter, I've been benched all kinds of different ways, but this one just really more so than any of them. I just felt fully committed and invested, and I felt like it was my team. I felt bad for him, bro. Mm. I mean, that's the NFL. It's, it's a cold game. It don't love you back. <laughs> yeah, I want to say Fitz played for like 15, 16 different teams or something like that. Yeah. Right? I mean, this this guy has been all over the place. Um, and like he said, he's been benched all types of different ways. But... um. This one, I guess, hurt him the most. And they seem like they had something going on. And you know one thing I like about him, bro? He's a class act. I mean, he's out there rooting for Tua to go hard and win and, and make plays. and You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I don't think he would not be like a mentor to him or something like that. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. he would definitely try to mentor the kid. I'm not saying, you know, that's gonna that speaks for a whole lot because of just um, the, the, you know, Fitzpatrick's record in general for his career. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, he's a classy guy and that he didn't deserve to be done like that. I mean, unless they had a conversation with them ahead of time, but at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah. Business is cold. Can't take it personal. So um, anything you want to add to the uh, football stuff before we move on? No. So we'll just go ahead and uh, jump right into the MLB. So right now, we are uh, in the middle of the World Series. Um, I'm not sure if you watched Game 1 and Game 2 of the World Series um, yesterday and the day before. Did you get a chance to watch any of it? I know um, you're kind of rooting for the Dodgers right now. Yeah, I just... Uh, I just... Uh, there's, like, a Twitter feed where you can, like, keep up with the game. Mm-hmm. And then it'll, it'll post the highlights as they come. That's how I've been watching them. So I'll, I'll do other stuff and just kind of take a look here and there from the feed I definitely saw I was definitely surprised to see uh well actually I should say I'm not I shouldn't be surprised but I was surprised to see Atlanta blow a 3-1 lead um Atlanta sports can't catch a break at all yeah bro I so, mean uh but you're you're going against the Dodgers who were the number one ranked team uh in the National League right yeah um so in my opinion I think that you know, this is going to be a great. This is going to turn out to be a great back and forth World Series. 
Um, the Dodgers won game one, eight to three. I guess the highlight of that was just Mookie Betts being all over the place. Um, they also had what a baller. Yeah, Mookie Betts is a baller, bro. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like. I've liked Mookie since he played for Boston, even though I'm a Yankees fan, and that's pretty hard to say, bro. Yeah, I, I had about I had a bunch of uh, baseball guys. They told me to get uh, Mookie Betts cards before the playoffs started. I don't know baseball, so I, I didn't buy baseball. But they were they were like buzzing over Mookie Betts sports cards. So uh, I'm I'm guessing it's paying off for him right now. <laughs> Yo, bro, it's it's crazy. Um, and then another thing, uh, Cody Bellinger smacked that home run. He had a clutch performance to get them in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know if you saw, but uh, I think his Game 7 celebration where he, like, you know, did, like, that little shoulder, I guess, like, they, like, touch elbows where they kind of, like, two players jump up and, like, hit their arms. Um, people do it in all different sports. But it's, you know, they jump up and they kind of, like, collide like that. Uh, and then he did that. Like, he's, he, he scores a home run. He hits a home run. He comes around. Boom, does a celebration. And then just instantly goes into the dugout, straight into the back. And come to find out, when he did that celebration, his shoulder popped out of place. Game seven, bro, you're about to go to the the World Series (laughs) with your team, bro, and your shoulder pop out of place like that. And from what I know, bro, about that, like, you know, friends of mine, that's happened to, it's it's a painful fucking injury. But the crazy thing is, bro, he comes back in game one, smacks a home run. Like, oh, you guys got questions about my shoulder? No problem. Boom. Um, Just crushed one. Uh, and then he does like a weird like foot celebration where he like, you know, like kind of like uh, does a little foot touch. It's a little corny, but much more safe than that whole shit. And you know what's crazy? Like I had seen uh, earlier in that game the way the Dodgers were celebrating to hype themselves up. And I know one of their coaches, I think, is doing like push-ups every time someone hits a home run. And like he's doing 10 push-ups a home run or something like that, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I just know that they were very hype in that, you know, in that dugout. And I... I swear to God, bro, I was watching that. I was like, bro, somebody's about to get hurt acting like this. And sure yeah. enough, it was Cody Bellinger. Um, Whenever I see um, NBA players and they, they jump up and they chest bump and shit like that, I always cringe, dog. Because I'm like, what if they come down and twist their ankle or something? I always cringe, dog. I always expect the worst when I see shit like that. Yeah. Um, but Kershaw had a, a decent performance, even though his playoff record isn't great. Um, he's choked several times in the playoffs. We all know about that. Um, I think before his last game, his playoff record was 11 and 12 in 35 playoff appearances um, with a 4.31 ERA, which is, you know, isn't like Clayton Kershaw in the regular season where he's dominant pretty much all year. Um, But he is a baller. I mean, I hope that whatever bug is messing with him in in the playoffs and in the World Series, he's, you know, he can get it together. It seems like uh, he did get it together in in game one. Um, Everything kind of just worked really well for the Dodgers. But game two, the Rays took that six to four. Um, that was an, that was another pretty good game, in my opinion. Just the Rays seemed to be the more dominant team. Game one, the Dodgers were very dominant. They just you know had their had their feet on their neck the whole time. Um, but Tampa ended up starting off with I want to say like a, a five zero lead or something like that, um, and then slowly the Dodgers started coming back, but it wasn't enough. And I think that at the end of the day. This is going to go to seven games. Um, I don't think it's going to be easy for either team. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what is going to come of this, you know, whole situation. And I'm excited to see uh, a, a full season of baseball, um, which we didn't really get this year. It was a little bit underwhelming for me, just, just 60 games, and I'm used to watching so much baseball. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but there's, you know, I'm excited to watch what happens with the with this World Series and how this affects the, you know, uh, the next year. Uh, anything you want to add to MLB before we jump into the cards? No, I just hope the, the Dodgers win. The, the game one that the Dodgers played looked like the game one the Lakers had when they played in the finals. I yeah, but I'm, I'm interesting. I'm, it's gonna be it's gonna be more back and forth than the Lakers Heat um, because Tampa is not is not a pretend team, bro. You know what's crazy? If you look at their payroll and compare it to um, to the Dodgers, let me let me pull this up. So Tampa's got like one of like the smallest payrolls. Um, I want to say like one of the three lowest. Wow. It's like That's under nice. thirty million a year, right? Um, whereas the Dodgers were due to pay like a hundred and seven. I don't know. It's like some crazy, you know, astronomical numbers still. But the Dodgers are one of the highest paid teams, and the the Rays are one of the lowest. But the Rays are uh, another team that's always doing something different than what you're used to seeing in, in a traditional, you know, type of league like the MLB. Mm-hmm. Uh, just huge, huge gap in the, in that payroll difference. Uh, the Rays just seriously not getting a whole lot of money. A bunch, in my opinion, is a bunch of nobodies that are able to play some baseball. Uh, there's a great movie that we rewatched the other night, Saeed and I, uh, called Moneyball on uh, Netflix right now. Give that a watch, bro. I think I was telling you to watch that before too. Give yeah. that a watch. And if you guys are into, you know, baseball or anything like that, give it a watch. It's It gives you a lot of insight on, you know, how the game of baseball was looked at um, in previous years and how it's looked at now for a lot mm-hmm. of teams. Um, it's more, you know, numbers-based and focused on, statistics and you know this new era of baseball that we're in is very different than before where people were just looking at you know just a few basic things like how hard can he hit you know yeah. what i mean um that's that doesn't really have a lot to do with it at the end of the day you know if you can't get the bat on the ball like i, I hate when you know like i hate when i hear people even sometimes you listen to the um you know you listen to the broadcast of the game and they're like oh yeah this guy's great yeah, he's got a, a 200 batting average, but man, does this guy have some pop and he's got some power. Like, bro, that doesn't matter if you can't put the bat on the ball. Doesn't much, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much power you have. Um, a great example of that is um, DJ LeMahieu for the Yankees, bro. I mean, this guy is not smacking the most home runs, but he gets the bat on the ball and he gets on base, and that's what wins games. Um, but yeah, a, a great movie recommendation on Netflix is Moneyball. I think I've said that before, but it's on Netflix right now. I would give that a watch, guys. But um, that's it. You don't want to add anything else? You want, should we move on to cards? You got some some good information for us? Uh, Yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap it up with the MLB um, and just keep moving. So I was actually going to uh, start off with asking you something real quick, if that's all right, about sure. just collecting. Um, and I'm not sure if I've asked you this in the past, but like, let's say I want to get into that right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know last time you were telling me about, you know, different podcasts that you like to listen to. I'm um, mm-hmm. just kind of stay informed. Uh, and get information but let's say i'm just starting out right now right and i Mm -hmm. I don't have any cards i want to learn and i'm not ready to invest yet until i learn what do i have to do where do i start in terms of just collecting information where do you suggest i start i mean really you you have to really start on ebay and you have to pretty much study these rookie cards of players uh players of the last three five years study their rookie cards. Um, eBay has it so you can see all the dates on the rookie cards. So you could see when before, like, let's say somebody like Zion, you could see what his cards was going for before 
he even stepped foot on the NBA court. You could see at the time what they were selling for when he was on the court. And then you could take a look at the current prices where nobody's playing. So you could, you could compare what his price is now to what it was before and kind of gauge uh, a market based off that. Uh, me personally, I, I honestly just recommend looking up forms, looking up sports card forms, reading up posts. You have to go on YouTube, search up basketball sports cards, take a look at these guys. You just have to consume stuff. You have to consume at least 30, 40 hours of content. And before you even decide to buy a card or even look into purchasing a card. So that's really what you have to get into. Like me, myself, I, I spent a lot of time. I spent like four or five weeks before I even purchased the card. Um, and even then I, I did make a mistake, like my first week uh, of certain stuff. And then I learned from it. So what do you think you was your to, biggest mistake so uh, far in terms was, of collecting cards? It wasn't too much of a mistake, but buying cards where, the the players weren't in their uniforms like they're in their college uniforms and not in their professional uniforms those don't tend to appreciate over time unless it's like an autograph card mm. so that was just one thing that i learned but i didn't really spend too much money on it so i wasn't sweating uh, other than that i mean that's that's really what you have to do you just have to put your research in look up sports card podcasts youtubers go on the forums and study all of them go on twitter find the sports card guys, look at their collection, and then go on eBay, look at the prices of the cards. The eBay gives you the option to see all the completed listings, the the completed sold listings. So you have to go on there, take a look at that. So do you and, have yeah. um do you, do you have any cards in mind that you want to drop on us tonight? Yeah, we're we're gonna get definitely get a little bit more pricier with these cards. Uh just because the potential for it to to grow is 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 big. Uh, the first card I'm going to mention is a 2012 Panini Prism two, 245 Damian Lillard PSA 10. Uh, right now, the gold price that you want to go for is about $700 to $800. Uh, Damian Lillard, as we all know, is is a killer. He's he's a consistent playoff performer. Uh, he he usually gets past the first round most of the time when he gets into the playoffs. Uh, he had back-to-back 50-point games in the bubble. He was the bubble MVP. Mm. There's a good chance that they're probably going to go back t- uh, to a bubble situation next season. I think he's just going to strive in that type of environment. Um, his card at one point, I think when he was having those 50-point games, was up to $3,000. So you could get it for seven, dollars $800 now. And then by the time that he has those 40-point games, because he's, lo- he's definitely going to have 40-point games again. It's, there's no question about it. Uh, you're probably looking at two thousand, three thousand dollar resale. So that's a big profit margin to come up. Absolutely. So yeah. So definitely. Um, that's why I'm going a little bit pricier with the cards today. So hey, you got risk be it for the biscuit, card. baby. Yeah. Uh, what else the you second got for card, us? Yeah, yeah. The second card we're gonna go for this is another pricey one. It is the 1996 Tops 138 Kobe Bryant rookie card. Right now, the price that you want to go for, the gold price, PSA 10, is $2,500 or less. That is a legendary. Say that one, one more time. I got, I got to make sure I know this one. $2,500. If I, if I catch one of these, I know I'm going to scoop something like this up. Yeah, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the 1996 Tops 138 Kobe Bryant rookie card. Now, this was a card that was going around 3500 to 4000 during the season. 
Uh, I think with Kobe Bryant being inducted into a Hall of Fame uh, and basketball not not being played. So with basketball not being played right now, the car value is down more than usual. Nobody's really focused on basketball. This Makes is the best a great time, time to buy. buy. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's the best time to buy basketball. And with him getting into the Hall of Fame, you're definitely going to see this card rise. I think it, you might probably see a thousand dollar profit from this card. It's it's just one of those cards that's constantly it goes down but it goes back up it goes down goes back up so it it's it's Kobe Bryant man it's Kobe Bryant like if if Kobe Bryant's cards don't have value then the that would mean the sports card market is completely gone then so right. he's always gonna have value in this field and then lastly the the it's gonna be another Kobe Bryant card here it's gonna be the 1996 Stadium Club R9 rookies to kobe bryant uh the gold price you want to go for this the psa 10 you want to go for it for 600 dollars. it will have a potential resale value of a thousand dollars or more and this is pretty much the same concept the hall of fame induction being in may so go ahead and jump on these cards right now while they're still low with no basketball being played and by the time the hall of fame rolls around uh, you should see a big uh, uh profit from these cards all right, I like it, man. Um, and and that, I think that's gonna. We don't have to stay on this too long because we're we're pretty good. We're deep into this one. We're less than two hours, which I think we kind of wanted to try to stay around a little bit this time. Uh-huh. Um, do you want to add anything else to it? No, that that was uh, that was it, man. That was a uh, shout, shout out to my guys that keep for sending me some sports card questions. He was sending me sports card questions. So oh, we got to read some of them later on, bro. Oh no, no, it was just uh, it was just like kind of like a personal text. He was just trying to ask me how uh, – I think he asked me, like, uh, where he can find, like, the NBA, NFL cards for cheap. And I just kind of gave him the rundown that I did when you asked me that question, where to look for sports cards or how to get into it. So I kind of just gave him that rundown. Um, but, yeah, man, it's it's a very lucrative market. I I got a bunch of uh, – I got a bunch of NBA boxes coming in that I was able to secure from the plug. So I'm very excited about that. I played retail for them, and even the even the actual boxes of the cards is reselling. So I'm probably going to be able to uh, to probably flip these for about like a good profit, more like a hundred percent or more, maybe two hundred percent, three hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, man. People really like this draft class with Zion and Tyler Hero and and uh, John Morant. This is a really good draft class. So it's hopefully it's going to mean more money for me. So um, I think uh, that just about wraps it up for us in terms of sports cards. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. So that was that was a um, that was a good show, man. I think we we did pretty all right over Zoom. Um, yeah. We did have some technical difficulties early before we started recording, so. I mean, I'm glad that we didn't have any incidents while we were recording. It came out pretty nice. Um, but yeah. right now, um, while we're wrapping up, the uh, the Giants are playing the Eagles. The Eagles are up 7-0 with about, I think, eight minutes left in the first quarter. Um, so it's still early. Um, the Giants aren't looking bad. It's, yeah. I mean, that's just me being biased, of course, being a Giants fan. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that was good, man. We did great. Yeah, man. I, I apologize if my energy is a little low today. Like I said, I'm... I'm battling this. Well, we appreciate you getting on with us and uh, making this happen. You know, I know you wanted to the other night. I was gone. I was in New York. Yeah. 
So but I, I mean, feel bad. I can't, I can't wait. Uh, the first thing I'm gonna do once we head out of here, I'm gonna get some food and then get some nice rest. Yeah, for sure, I'm man. Rest up, drink some water. You know, um, of course, you need anything, let us know. You know, Saeed and I are that, here. And then, and then, of course, everybody that's out there, uh, hit up my man Izzy on Instagram at IzzyDMV. Shout him out. Thank him for doing this with us tonight um, and, and providing some content for all of our sports lovers out there. And, yeah, uh, I, just, I just wanted to also add on. I know that the, uh, the Film Room Files Twitter has been inactive, and it is partially because of me being sick. So uh, if you guys see the inactivity, don't be alarmed. Uh, once I get back to 100%, I'm going to be back onto it. It's just, you know, just battling this. I can't really be looking at screens and TVs for too long. So yeah, man. Uh, once, we, I, once I make a full recovery, I'll, I'll be back into it. Yeah, for sure, bro. Inshallah. And thank you again, uh, everybody that tuned in and listened. Uh, please definitely take a, a screenshot and share it online that you're listening. Um, rate and review the episode. Um, of course, hit us up if you have any questions. Uh, filmroomfiles at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at filmroomfiles. Twitter. What's the Twitter handle? Uh, filmroomfiles. Filmroomfiles are perfect. Easy for everybody. My bad. Yep. I forgot because I don't really be on Twitter like that. <laughs> um, and I think that just about wraps it up for us, man. Can't wait to get back with you. When do you want to do another episode? We got to do it probably uh, after Sunday, probably after Monday night, right? Yeah, night I'm down for that. Yeah. Yep. All right, that does it for us, man. Y'all have a good night. Y'all have a good one. Been getting money, then stop Cause the pressure of getting not conflicting with hip-hop mm. Yeah, I'ma push it to the limit Cop the same day and got the windows tinted Drop 200 so they really know the difference I'm in it like a taxi, a chick wanna bag me uh, Push it to the limit Cop the same day and got the windows tinted Drop 200 so they really know the difference I'm going over the limit We never post for pictures, motherfucker